Hello and welcome to Beyond the Now. This is a podcast where we dial in on the challenges that business and consumers face to secure the future of the Internet of Things. My name is David Maidman and I'm Director of Secure Devices Ecosystem at Arm and a founder of PSA Certified. In this podcast, we'll be joined by experts from across the tech sector, all with a shared vision of securing IoT and building a connected society. In this episode, we'll be speaking to Peter Bush, product owner of Distributed Ledger Technologies Mobility for the Automotive Connectivity Think Tank of Bosch. Peter, welcome and thanks for joining. Perhaps to kick things off, it'd be good if you could tell us a little bit about Bosch and and your role as well. That's an impressively long job title that I just read out. Uh, yeah, uh, regarding Bosch, it's a, a very old and very broad engaged company, like 135 years old. Started out in the automotive business with electric components and all that stuff. Um, but nowadays, um, our main broad vision is really the Internet of Things. And so we are still making huge uh, stuff or huge uh, activities in the automotive sector, of course. This is, I think, already still two-thirds of our market shares. And lots of building technology, a lot of industry and consumer goods, as well as, as you might know, the, the whiteware, as we call it, refrigerators and all dryers and all that stuff. The, the long title is coming from that because we are really that that broad an engagement. So I'm a part of a think tank. It's a strategic mm. division at Bosch, thinks about the new technologies in mobility. And there I'm looking for the connectivity trends, the IoT stuff, and as well the decentralized technologies. And here it comes now to the other part of the title. I work in a strategic project dealing exactly with this uh, decentralized technologies, where blockchain is one, where distributed ledgers, digital identities, and so on. And this is all over Bosch. So we look at the different divisions, and but especially here, I'm the product owner for mobility. Thank you for explaining it. It's <laughs> right. a lot of responsibility, but it, it sounds like, you know, sort of fascinating new areas to explore. Just, just out of interest, when you talk about mobility, what does that mean? Mobility is a quite, not a new word, but it's a, a, speci- a specific word now because in former times we only said automotive. And mm. automotive means everything on the road with cars and trucks and all that stuff. But I think the roles and as well the importance is changing here since we not only see the cars, we see the mobile things, the mobility stuff. So trains as well as bicycles, uh, planes, all that stuff belongs to the mobility sector. Okay. And so we, we, do, we do not only talk about automotive or vehicles, we talk about just mobility. To expand from that a little bit and, and you know, a big part of, of what we hope to talk about today is, you know, from, from that very broad brush of, of emerging end market verticals, mm-hmm. what does security mean right. in that context? When we see the, the changing paradigms to, of today's uh, mobility, for example, so we only, we do not only see a car and that is it, a moving device, which is interconnected with lots of other devices. Yeah, so and there one one of the, the visions of our CEO is we do a lot of lot of things at Bosch and everything, every mm. product will be connected in the future. And when we say connected, that of course means we have explicitly new security challenges here. 
we have to not only put in the spark plugs into the car, we do not only have to put the, the wiper blades or anything else uh, new, but as well all the components, all the electric uh, stuff has maybe in the future their own digital identity and they get authorized, authenticated to do stuff in a smart city, in a smart traffic and so on. And that brings us the complete plethora of security challenge that we already have in the IT sector. And this all, all comes now into the car and into the other mobility parts that we see. We talk a lot about the sort of digital transformation agenda across you know, multiple industries. And it sounds like a lot, of, a lot of what you're describing is that devices are not only becoming smarter, they're becoming connected. And, and so as soon as they become connected, then they become potential for vulnerabilities. What's your, what's the kind of view, I guess, sort of as, as Bosch, but also your expert view on the cost of failure, if you like, and you know, what does that mean to a company like Bosch, who is, oh, well. you know, as you've described, because I guess, you know, 135 year old company, yeah. you know, I could probably open my car and find, you know, sort of fairly low tech things with Bosch written on. Absolutely. Um, but, but bringing in a sort of high tech, highly connected future, how does a company like Bosch get their arms around what that means for security and, and how it impacts the company. This is a very, very important thing here. There's some interesting thing uh, compared from the German language to English language, mm. because we started out as a German company. And there we have, we have only one word for security and safety, where you have these two. Ah, interesting. Yeah? And so this is really one interesting thing is we want to have everything is secure on the streets. Okay. Uh, and when we, when we say it in English, it's security. What means really, that is really expert definitions. I don't want to bore you, <laughs> <laughs> the audience with that. However, uh, the first step is having really security to be safe with the data, to be safe with uh, the system as a whole. However, mm. at the end, it is uh, the safety, which, are, which we are concerned of. Safety in that case means keep the person healthy that is in the car just to make it very simple sure. okay yeah? and so this is our main concern uh, if we come up with new technologies like just for the future autonomous driving for example yeah, the one of the biggest examples at the moment mm. uh, we need to before we even put one car which is sometime somehow autonomous on this road we need absolutely be sure that this is safe yeah mm. and therefore we need security as well yeah so all the data which comes in which goes out of the car needs to be authenticated authorized and all that stuff behind it and so uh, just think about hackers yeah who could intrude mm. the the car and so safety would not be really anymore the thing of the car yeah so and this yeah. is one of our main concerns and of course in the last like 100 years that was not a problem because we had to control together with the automotive oems as we call them the, the manufacturers they built one car and it was one system so nobody had access apart mm. from the garage or from you uh, working on your car. But yeah. these days it's connected to the internet. Yeah? And there you have complete other challenges now to solve. And that, of course, compromises safety at the end. Yeah, that's an interesting point, isn't it? Around the sort of the, the life cycle of the car or the mobile thing, whether it's a, a car or, or something else. I read a lot about this sort of a manufacturer no longer builds and, and forgets. You know, you sort of build it, mm -hmm. deploy it, and then you maintain it and, yeah. and that that device has a life cycle which continues way beyond the sort of the date it left the factory in fact that's just the birth and the beginning of the device and presumably you know how that device is is securely managed and taken through its life cycle 
without having to take it to the to the garage and have it serviced it's done remotely isn't it it's it's taken care of in a seamless way that that's really one one very interesting challenge that we see as well mm. because when you look at the automotive industry not not a new definition of mobility with mm. its new scenarios but if you look at the classic automotive industry we definitely look at like 10 15 20 or even more years of a life cycle of a car then mm. we know when when it was first assembled and then all the components need to be manageable or some some repairable in in a kind of like 20 30 years later mm. and if you look at the times and you look your personal pc or the notebook or or a smartphone yeah, two or three years after it was produced it's old and nobody wants to use it anymore yeah, yeah? and so these are complete different time spans that we now see and this of course we want to stick with the long time spans but on the other side we see a lot of stuff is happening is new developed is when it comes to software when it comes to all that update cycles which are completely new this gives another very interesting layer of challenging uh, mm. procedures to us yeah, and it's a big part of the security story, you know, how Absolutely. that how that life cycle is managed. I'm just going to come back very briefly. You said there's a, in German there's a single word for security and safety. What what, mm -hmm. what is that word? Sicherheit. It's interesting because I we we both talk about security a lot mm -hmm. in our yeah. sort of day jobs, and there's three areas that often get confused: is security, safety, and privacy. Actually, mm -hmm. I spend mm -hmm. a lot of time talking about all three, and they are all related. And I know certainly on talking from an ARM point of view, we spend a lot of time developing processes that are safety critical. So they, yeah. you know, they're designed in a way where they, you run architectures in lockstep, you make sure that they, they don't fail. There's redundancy built into the architecture mm -hmm. and they don't fail. Exactly. Because they're, like you say, they could be managing the braking system. They could be managing autonomous driving. It's an evolution, I guess, of what we've had in the aerospace industry for a long time, sort of from a chip world safety is viewed as you build in redundancy so that you you can cope with errors yeah, and then right. security is a root of trust or an anchor of trust that, that then supports that life cycle and, and you can right. do all those updates you can take care of it you know it's authentic and then privacy i guess is how stuff that's generated from that secure thing goes out into the cloud and gets shared do you have similar <laughs> challenges to describe those three things do they yeah absolutely because all, all we talk about in the last years is data, yeah? Mm -hmm. Lots of data which is produced. And so one of my favorite sayings uh, when I go to presentations uh, is that with the beginning of the Internet of Things, you have lots of connected devices who share their data. But uh, when you come one layer further, when you have like um, smart devices, when you have like smart contracts and that stuff that we talk about, mm. these devices not only share their data, they do business with each other. Mm. Yeah? So this is really interesting. This gives us a, a new layer. And so you have a lot of new dimensions here to to look at uh, not only the security, not only the safety or the other side. Of course, what you just said, privacy is one of the very important things because the current development that we have in Europe with the GDPR processes mm. that we see here, yeah, yeah. talking a lot about the privacy of data and as well who owns the data that you have to write to get your get forgotten with your data in the internet and so on and all that stuff. This as well comes into the car now, into the mobility sectors, since we have new channels there and so not only that the car doesn't make any 
dangerous stuff on the road, which compromises the safety of the passenger. But as well, we have other stuff now that all the data that is produced and maybe gets outside of the car is now as well compromising stuff here, like the right to own your data, the right to know what, what's happening with sure. your data. Sure. And so we say we see this today, and it was not really a big problem all the time. Everybody said, okay, I really like to use Google Maps. I do it myself a lot. And so they can have that data. But mm. in the future, if you go with your car from point A to C and you use these, uh, this stuff, do you want always to know exactly, okay, these and these uh, organizations now exactly know where are you going? Maybe what are you doing there? What are you buying on the road? And so on and so on. And uh, so this is as well another layer of privacy, of data sovereignty as well. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. this is another very, very important layer that we now start to develop or start to understand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what kind of new procedures do we need here when we look at the cars and, we, and if we build them? Yeah, it's fascinating. It's um, it's the layers of the onion, isn't it? It's And I guess it's anchored in that underlying architecture. You know, if you... Absolutely. If you know where it's coming from and how it's being shared then you can apply those those policies and there again we have this the, i think the advantage of the 130 140 years that we maybe share with some other very old car manufacturers in europe and worldwide that we mm. are really have our foundation in bare metal yeah in the hardware okay. Okay. And so this is something that we really understand. Uh, we know the physics. We know maybe how to put security in, in hardware into the car. And I think that we have to transport as well in this new area of data economy, for example. And so we have now to find a way how to transport the security measures that we had like 100 years ago into mm -hmm. the new challenges, what we, what we get with this data or with these IoT challenges. So this is really the, one of the big challenges we see at the moment again, having these expertise in the hardware world and transporting that as well somehow in the software world. Maybe you could speak a little bit about those challenges. How, how does that work, for example, with your supply chain and, and how do you push those requirements onto them? Yeah, very good example if you look at the supply chain, because uh, what we currently are trying to do is understanding really what kind of companies, suppliers and all that are part of that supply chains. Because we, we had, of course, documentation, we exactly know who is there, which parts of mm. uh, from whom. But in the future, we have lots of more, lots of more uh, suppliers because we have lots of more functionality in the car having to do with all the new data, with all the new services that we see and all that stuff. What we need to know now is from whom comes which component and which data yeah, is going in and getting out of the car. So the supply chain does not end at the delivery of the car. You mm -hmm. always have the same or new suppliers if you are on the car, if you own the car and you have to drive from A to C you want to use some new mapping feature maybe or use some uh, reachability stuff with your electromobility car or anything like that. So mm. if new producers out there delivering you data, features and anything like that, then you have to exactly know who that is as well. Is he allowed to introduce something new in your car, like features uh, like data, anything like that? Yeah. yeah. You have to complete over, we call it over the air. Uh, mm -hmm. So software over the air, firmware over the air, and all that stuff that really changes mm -hmm. your car and enables you to do cool cool things out there. However, again, puts another dangerous layer on, on, it on top of all. Yeah? Yeah. And so yeah. we have to think about new measures here 
of, of finding out uh, how should we now change the processes here to enable as well the security and safety again. What are the major concerns, I guess, that you see in terms of you know working with the supply chain and, and how you turn what you've just described into into a reality, I guess? I think the, the manageability, because mm. we are, have to do with lots of data nowadays and a lot of new suppliers coming into and of course the costs are very high to to manage mm -hmm. them all and so we want to uh, leverage that somehow and so we see for example one thing is what we're currently doing is trying to understand where one component comes from and okay. um, so if we can put some digital fingerprint on it. Here we can use the new IT systems. However, this now needs to come together with the old hardware measures that we have in the car. Mm. So we need now some hybrid uh, engineers who are able to understand the physics, the hardware, on the other side, who are able to understand the new software technologies. And put it yeah, in that's, I guess they're yeah. hard to come by, that's for sure. Absolutely. It's interesting what you've just been describing was was making me think about one of the initiatives that we drive in PSA certified activity is around the provision of an attestation token in inside a, a chip. So inside a root mm -hmm. of trust. So you have a portion of a of a chip that has a root of trust and inside there you have a, a trusted token which is exactly as you've just described, actually you can populate that token with data that allows you to attest what you're talking to effectively. So you could say, I'm a genuine Bosch part. This is my software yep. version. This is right. my history. I've been updated 20 times during my life cycle. These are the versions of the firmware that I've been running. And it's interesting because at the at the chip level, at the silicon level, it's fairly simple technology. It doesn't consume a lot of memory. It sits inside the root of trust. It's fairly simple. I think mm -hmm. where where we're seeing an opportunity and and you know a lot of interest is how all those tokens get consumed at scale mm. so in in the service providing cloud whatever that may be I, mm. so my device goes online securely authenticates you attest it so you know what you're talking to how all those tokens get consumed and validated is is kind of a, an area that's very interesting. You see this development coming up in very, very different domains at the moment. Yeah. Um, uh, when we talk about these digital identities or these digital uh, twins uh, where everybody is talking about, you see that the digitalization process is coming forward in every domain where you have paperwork. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so if you go look at the car in the same sense again, then you have some digital prints in all of your components of the car, talking about mm. electromobility, for example, the most uh, the most expensive part in the future will be the battery, yeah, of some some electromobility mm. car. And so there you need to really have an idea of that battery that you exactly know how that battery is feeling, what is happening to it, what happens after it went to the garage, is it the same battery still, <laughs> and some, yeah. some things yeah, like that. Absolutely. And that's yeah. you have to manage yeah. as well in a digital way. Yeah? And you as a user should be able as well to control it too and always know is everything in order with my car or mm. did something happen. And what we can see in the future is just with a mobile device, you can check definitely every component in your car, what's happened to it and how it's mm. it from a, if you want it. Yeah? Nobody yeah. really needs to do that all the time. But uh, if you think at the, the manufacturers, they have now the means of controlling everything in the car with these digital imprints. Yeah? Yeah. And if it goes really low, what you just described into the silicon, then mm. you can be quite sure that that data is true. 
And I think that's never... what's fascinating is linking that low level right through to, you know. Exactly. Like... Yeah, right. If you look at the internet these days, you never mm. can be sure if this is what you are reading there is true, yeah, where mm. it comes from exactly. and if what kind of data that is. But in if you transport all that needs into manufacturing uh, dimensions, then you need to be sure that this is really true data you're talking about. Mm, uh, so this makes it that's makes it makes it so important for us. And then again, you come back to safety, and uh, you need to have a functioning car on the road. Absolutely. So with all of that, I'll put you on the spot and ask you your vision of five years from now. What do you think it looks like as an industry? What do you think needs needs to happen? All all of us uh, around us, the demand of us get quicker, get more agile, get mm. faster. But I'm not quite sure if you really want that. Yeah? Uh, mm. You need to be faster when it comes to software, when it comes to updates, of course. However, in your car, the most important thing is you need to be safe again. Yeah? And in, look at the, the planes you just said before. I'm quite sure that I can uh, climb into a plane he's, he's 15 or 20 years old and still brings me really through the year uh, again in another country or so when it mm. works. Yeah. So in 10 years' time, we see a lot of more electromobility on the roads, that's for sure. We see a lot less combustion engines, I think. Yeah, we will still have them in trucks, yeah, for example. However, when it comes to, for example, autonomous driving, we'll go only small steps in that direction. Yeah. And we will see lots of more uh, real computers appearing in the cars, yeah. So really, more powerful computers with lots of uh, storage and maybe uh, artificial intelligence component in it as well. But I think we will have to wait like 20 or 25 years until we see completely new systems autonomously talking to each other and having this vision of everything is really smart because we talk about safety and all that stuff we talk about real engineering real hardware and mm. this is developing so slow and it's it's really good that it's developing slow because we have to really control and manage it yeah. yeah, and so I think in ten years you won't see too much uh, of a change. I think, of course, you see new mobility scenarios. Not everybody owns a car. I think uh, you see lots of sharing economy stuff developing. You see a lot of maybe other other movability devices. Yeah, uh, not only bicycles or cars, but other things you can move forward, uh, use more more trains or stuff like that, because. The cities are developing in a, in a fast uh, speed here, and you need other functionalities in the car. But maybe the end user will not really experience too much changes here. He can consume these new services. A lot of it's under the hood. It's, a lot Absolutely. of it's transparent, isn't it? And, right, and these kind right. of digital techniques that we've been talking about are not necessarily things that the consumer would touch. They right. benefit from, from them in some way, but it's happening seamlessly in the background. From, from What's happening people. quite fast, I think, will be there will be a change, a, a combination of these old and new technologies quite faster. Mm. If you look at the development of the mobile phones, something similar you will see in the car, I think. Mm. Uh, you'll get much more entertainment functionality in the car integrated with your smartphone, what you already have. However, mm. this goes more ever deeper into the car itself. However, yeah. I, think, I think we will have to wait for a fully autonomous car, for example, which uh, we always uh, talk about. Yeah, exactly. Excitedly wait. Well, well, with that, we like to ask each each guest that we talk to if you have one piece of advice to give the listeners. Yeah, since I come from from uh, part-time 
from the old economy. However, as a computer scientist, I know how, how it works out. Um, embrace the new technology, definitely. But be aware uh, and, and learn out of your experiences you had with your old PC on the desktop. Uh, what happened to it with all the, 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 the challenges that we saw in the security. This all will happen in the car as well. Yeah. And so try to learn from the failures of the past and not to copy them all in the car. That's good advice. Absolutely. That's good advice. It's been fascinating talking i really appreciate you sharing some time and um you know thank you to you and also to bosch for what's been a really fascinating discussion i'm kind of proud that i managed to go from an attestation token all the way to a car as well I, I, exactly. I'll do that as a... <laughs> so i think no it's been very enlightening and great insight really interesting challenges i think and um, a lot of those challenges relate to the wider IoT yeah, as well. fascinating um, times. And thank you very much for letting me talk about it. That's brilliant. Thank you. And, and of course, thank you to our listeners as well. Please share your thoughts on social media and make sure you tag us at PSA Certified. We love to hear your comments and thoughts around security and securing future technologies. And we look forward to you joining us again on the next episode of Beyond the Now. Thank you. <laughs>